from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. My new NBA love lives in the desert. And to me... This is the absolute best story of the NBA playoffs. I am all in on this postseason. I don't care if the big names are gone. I don't care if the big teams are done. I am completely all in. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel Monday edition. We had an extended weekend observing Juneteenth on Friday and Saturday. And uh, now we're back. We're full force. We're ready to go. And we're going to be busy here on ESPN 106.3 because we are your home for the NBA playoffs. To the lovely fan who decided to go on our Instagram that was upset that we put up a Juneteenth post, I love you still. I want you to know that. Yeah, no hard feelings, but... Just know that on July 11th, I'm going to celebrate National Slurpee Day and every other holiday that comes up that I feel like celebrating on there, so (laughs) go somewhere. Like, I don't care. I'm going to put up every holiday now. Every single holiday will be on there. You can get your own Instagram account and celebrate whatever holiday you want to celebrate. Coquel? is going to celebrate the holidays he wants to celebrate. Yep. So be fair, right? On mine and our station account because I have the password. So <laughs> deal with it. So if you do have a problem with our social media, make sure to tweet at RealCoachK. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Dr. Jim Reardon, what's up? Our guy, Dr. Jim Reardon, the man in charge of the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Hoping to catch up with him in the uh, the next couple of weeks. It's summer semester now for the FAU MBA Sport Management Program on campus in Boca Raton and with remote classes. But just because it is the summer, uh, th- th- these remote classes, these carry over into the fall and into the spring. There is always an opportunity to learn remotely. So for those who might be out of the state of Florida or those with kids who can't get to Boca Raton uh, for the courses in the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, you have a career already and you want to transition into sports, it's okay because you can take remote courses with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. The biggest names in the sports industry come speak to students at the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Those who are working in the industry are adjunct professors in the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. And once you get your MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic, that is your path to the wide-ranging sports industry. 21 years of doing it. Dr. Jim Reardon in the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Find out more fall semester class sign up right now at fau.edu slash mba sport fau.edu slash mba sport all right i've got to say it i love devin booker i am so all in on that guy unlike anyone i think that i have fully thrown myself into uh in the nba in uh, the last couple of seasons i used to rip devin booker i thought he was just a complete one-dimensional, wants-to-just-pour-in-buckets type of player. I didn't think much of him at all. But it's also because he didn't really have anybody coaching him well, and he didn't have anybody around him. James Jones, former Heat culture, he constructed a roster that has maximized Devin Booker, got Devin Booker a coach who gets it. Monty Williams, and I know you love Tibbs. That's your guy, your Knicks guy, Coquel. But Monty Williams is the coach of the year in the NBA. I loved Monty Williams as a player. Remember, he was drafted by the Knicks. Oh, good call. You're right. Um, But Monty Williams has done such an exceptional job. But what has, with all the talk about Chris Paul, 
What has set the Suns apart, and this is why I think that they are a viable, possible championship team, is because Devin Booker is now an all-around player. A triple-double, his first playoff triple-double in his first postseason, and he was brilliant. 40 points, 13 rebounds, 11 assists yesterday in the Game 1 win over the Clippers. And it's amazing, the Western Conference Finals uh, are fascinating right now because CP3 is still in his COVID protocols, uh, though he was posting TikTok videos with his kids yesterday. It looked like he was at his home in L.A., and so there's a lot of speculation now that Game 3 in L.A. is going to be the CP3 return. But you have the Clippers without Kawhi, where Paul George is now leading them, and that game yesterday was a fist fight. Not Suns and Four Guy fist fight, but an actual legal fist fight where you're still allowed in the arena after the fact. Uh, And Devin Booker was a magician. Whether it was running the point or playing off the ball, he didn't jack up bad threes. He has brought back the mid-range game. There's been more mid-range basketball in this NBA postseason than maybe the last five or six years combined. And it just warms my heart. (laughs) I absolutely love it. But then late in the game, As the Clippers are starting to inch back, they got within two. Devin Booker throwing brilliant passes, making the right decision, feeding DeAndre Ayton for a dunk, alley-oop on the break for a jam, completely unselfish. He did it all yesterday. That is a leader. That is a guy who is maximizing what he has, and he's an elite star. Devin Booker is an elite star, and for me, he is the best story of the postseason because he's had the biggest growth, and he's made the biggest leap, and he plays the prettiest basketball of anybody in the NBA. I love Devin Booker, and he's the story of the playoffs for me. And he's a good-looking cat. He is a great-looking guy. Absolutely. The other thing crazy about Devin Booker is that he didn't start in college. I know. He averaged 10 points a game in college. Like he came off the bench for that, that Kentucky team. I know. I know. Now, they were loaded. Yeah. So that's part of the They had thing. all their players. It was like the one yeah. time that people didn't leave Kentucky for the draft. But for me, that is that is the best story of the playoffs. What What is the best story of the NBA playoffs for you? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And so I know we're going to get from uh, – uh, a lot of the pundits, and there's going to be a lot of stories written about how poor the TV ratings are going to be, especially in the East, because you have Milwaukee and Atlanta. We're not talking about two household franchises, but I'm pumped for that series. And the Hawks are appointment viewing. Like You've got Giannis. That'll be a little bit of a draw. But that Milwaukee TV market, the NBA's not thrilled. But I don't think it matters. I'm sick Why of hearing the TV rating care? argument. I know. And, and it, I, I know, too, that you're going to hear a lot about it from... Uh, uh, out punt the formation. He's going to talk a lot about uh, a, a lot about TV ratings and the woke NBA. But if you, for whatever reason, for are, are skipping out on the NBA playoffs because either a you don't like the social messages or you don't like the teams or the stars still left, that's on you. You are missing out on the best postseason basketball we have seen in several years because it's the changing of the guard. We're seeing the changing of the guard, and it's awesome. We also had two game sevens back to back that went down. Amazing. Yeah, that went down at the end of the game, one in overtime. Yeah, like if you, but if you can't love Devin Booker, if you can't love the Suns, if you can't love the Bucks with. P.J. Tucker going at Kevin Durant. If you can't love Kevin Durant's heroics, if you can't love Durant's Trey mom Young, going at P.J. Tucker. Yeah, like how good is that stuff? But if you can't appreciate that, then don't watch sports. Ooh, ooh, my turn. John Collins and his T-shirt. John Collins, okay. Cardinal Newman alum. Oh, my. He, he has just elevated himself. Like I always talk about the locals and 
I usually stick to football guys, mm-hmm. but now I think I'm all in on John Collins. John Collins with the petty fashion statement of the NBA season. So in game six, he posterized Joel Embiid. He dunked on him on an alley-oop. The Cardinal Newman grad dunked on Joel Embiid. Like on his face. On his face while having him in a sleeper hold. I've legit never seen anything like that before. So that image of John Collins dunking on Joel Embiid's head, literally dunking on his head, and having Embiid in a sleeper hold while he does it, he had that image emblazoned on a t-shirt. And he wore that to the post-game Game 7 press conference last night. Sunglasses on, looking smug. John Collins is a badass. Following that 5-6-1 attitude, so taking it with good. him. I got that team between him and Trey Young chirping and just the bench and even Gallo brings some chirp sneakily. He's a, he's a talker too, but he does it like looking away from players. So he's uh-huh. always doing it running down the court doing his talking. And then there's Red Velvet. Kevin Herter, baby. Oh. 27 points last night. I mean, who knew Andy Dalton could do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Kevin Herter is already a better sports ginger than Andy Dalton is. But the Hawks are super fun. The Suns are super fun. I love Devin Booker. I am in love. I, I will fight that Kardashian for Devin Booker, okay? Which Kardashian is he with? Uh, He's not with Kylie Jenner anymore, is he? I thought he was. I don't know. Yeah, I think I don't he... Know why I've... Find out five to six with Evan Cohen and Jeanette Javier. She'll I just know it's it's a Jeanette will know it's a Jenner Kardashian. Like he's still with that that woman, um, but it is it's just great theater. And I guess John Collins wearing that shirt that is up there as one of the the best moments of the postseason. But what are your your favorite moments of this NBA postseason? And I'm telling this is my plea to you: if you haven't watched enough of it, do it. These are really good conference finals. The Hawks are going to battle. They're going to grind. Trey Young is a star. The Bucks, they're going to try and overpower the Hawks. The Suns are the most aesthetically pleasing team in the NBA. And then the Clippers with Paul George trying to do hero things. It's just good stuff. And once CP3 returns, you can make an argument that a full-strength Suns team is the NBA championship favorite. Like They're, they're just so Good, but what is your best story from the postseason? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Do you think Buck fans are worried about John Collins getting in Giannis's head? Because he was in all of them. All of them. He was fighting with Simmons, too. He was in everyone's head. He's taking on that Rodman persona, but with an ability to score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I have to be worried about that. I agree. Though, what I would feel better about if I'm a Bucks fan is the fact that Giannis, and we we criticized Giannis last week for saying he's trying to do way too much. He's trying to prove that he's an all-around player. And you know what he did in Game 6 and 7? Oh, he great. just said, I'm going to go dominate you from inside of five feet. He, in, in Game 6 and Game 7, just stayed solely in the paint and did Giannis things. Got to the free throw line. Airballed a free throw, took 15 seconds to shoot a free throw, but also was just a force, a massive force, and that's where Giannis should live, is in the paint, underneath the rim, all the time. And that is how the Bucks moved on, and that is how they beat the Nets. Oh, real quick, uh, about this as well, since we're on the topic of NBA. So as we uh, got off the air on Thursday, all hell had started to break loose earlier in the day, and then late Thursday and during the day Friday, the rest of hell broke loose mm-hmm. in the NBA. So now you have Coach coaching firing. openings in Portland, Boston, New Orleans, Dallas, and Washington. So I pose this to you, Coquel. 
What if you were anybody who had any sort of NBA coaching acumen whatsoever and your Port St. Lucie YMCA doesn't count, but I'm just letting you live a hypothetical right here. If you could have Portland where you've got Dame, okay? Okay. Or Boston where you've got Jason Tatum. Or you've got New Orleans where you inherit Zion. Or you go to Dallas to take on Luka. Or you've got Beal and Russ in Washington. Of those five jobs, which one are you saying, I want that one. That one works for me. I have a question with all of them except except for Portland. Okay. That's kind of what's doing. Because, you know, you go to D.C., you worry about Russ's age, Beal's health. Like, there is concerns there. Sure. So that's out. Dallas, Luca scares me a little bit. I feel like he listens to people that are, aren't in the organization. Well, th- it feels like he has that it kind of It sort of feels like that's why Carlisle left, because him and Luca were clashing. Like, it just wasn't working. So that that worries me there, right? So you don't want to deal with the diva-ish, diva-ish behavior, even though he's exceptional. I just don't want players that are trying to run the organization. That's okay. that's Or they're players whose families are trying to run the organization. You saw that with Porzingis, who's also sure. in Dallas. His brother was supposedly the biggest headache out of the, the whole situation. Then you go to Zion. Zion. Zion, and I'm not being a Knicks fan here, he clearly wants to go to New York. I think he's made it pretty clear that he wants out of New Orleans. His family you came out. You are sort of saying that as a Knicks fan, No, because his family came out now and said he wants out, too. They put that out there in their back channels, and we saw when he got asked if he wanted to play in New York, and you heard before the draft he was hoping the Knicks were drafting him. So even if it's not New York, he clearly doesn't want to stay where he's at. Mm-hmm. So he oh, yeah, that, there's no doubt he wants out of New Orleans. And so then you get, it brings you to Dame, right? And Boston, I don't like that city's... All right, so then you go to Dame, right? I just don't want to go to the city of Boston, so they're out. By the way, you saw the substantiated report that uh, the stomping, uh, Kyrie stomping on the Boston logo, it did send up, quote, red flags about the team's will. So the Danny Ainge, like, walking into the locker room and MFing them because they didn't react to that, that was not an accurate story, but the athletic reporting that there were, quote, Red flags. Can you imagine that. being an adult and all NBA All Star, and someone comes up to you because you're mad that someone didn't step that someone stepped on a picture? You didn't go shove him down to the floor because a fake leprechaun got his face stepped on. Not even. It's not like Kyrie came out, drained a three at the buzzer, and started no. stop. It was before the game. He like quietly walked up and stepped on it and walked out. Like, that Celtics organization here. just doesn't have a good feel to it, and I don't trust no. Brad Stevens in the front office doing something he has no idea what and he's doing. You don't always want. I, I, I'm surprised Spo has lasted so long because to have a coach who used to coach the team be your boss is a tough situation, especially if he's young. Just ask yep. Stan Van Gundy. You know what I mean? Like, you can do well, and then that's, you can get well, booted back out. That's where, where we were discussing earlier. Heat culture does it, – is it a little overhyped? Yes. But is it a thing? Yes. Because there is a loyalty between Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra, which is why Spolstra it thrives, is still around, and thrives. He, even also, when things don't go he well. also booted out Stan and took over the job to win the championship. Right. Well, so, I mean, seen, there's that. But we've seen what's happened to Stan since. I mean, he went to the finals with the Magic, but since then, it's been a little bit rough for old Stan. SVG, just head over to Metal Arc <laughs> and, and just hang out with He's well guys. on his way. So it sounds like, though. Portland, though, I, you your star Portland. wants to be there. You just have to figure out a way to get guys there with him. So that's the thing. And the fans love the team, so I, that's where I'd want to be. I'd want to go to Portland. It's like we've said so many times, you need a perimeter player, someone who can do work on the perimeter. That's why the 76ers are going to continue to fail because they don't have that guy and their best player is camped out underneath. And it's why sometimes the Bucks struggle, but why Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton are so important. It's why the sunshine of your life, Devin Booker, is so important. Exactly. Luca. I take on the headache, an elite player, that's going to happen. He's that good, but he's a hothead. You need to make sure that he buys into your system. Dame's going to be the one. I'm a little scared of Luca's brother. (laughs) 
<laughs> like for personal reasons. Yeah, he looks yeah. scary. But but Damian Lillard, he's going to pick the Trailblazers' next head coach. But you're right, he wants to be there. He wants to be in that organization, and you feel like you could work with him, and you know that you're going to have a guy that you can depend on late. Like, that's significant. And he has his Robin. He's got McCullum. Like, he's got another player there. He just needs a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. And they do love each other. You're right. Those two, like, legitimately love playing together with one another. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I tend to lean towards Portland is the most tenable situation of all those coaches' openings. Though, Luka is probably the most transcendent player. But you just wonder. Because, again, he seems headachy. He seems a little headachy. Also, it's Dame can clearly distribute the ball. He has no problem passing the ball. Luke is very hard and Rockets like. I'm telling you, if you look break down the numbers, he's a volume shooter. Yeah. Oh, he absolutely is. Uh, you know what is not a headache is going to Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, because if you're looking for an automobile, they are going to do what they need to do to get you in a car. Do what's best for you to get you in a car. I drive a Kia K5 GT from Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, and it was an exceptional experience where they said, Ken, what do we need to do? What do we need to do to make this happen? And I said, well, I've got these constraints financially. I need something that I can drive my kids to dance class in. And they said, all right, we can make this work. And we've got a great car for you. And I love that Kia K5 GT, unlike any car that I've ever driven. And it's all thanks to Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. What am I talking about when I say they're going to do what they can to put you in an automobile? I'm talking about the credit clinic at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. They have bank representatives on site. So even if you're worried about your credit, even if you are cash strapped, they are going to try and make this work for you because they understand you need an automobile. Here in South Florida, you need a car to drive. You can't depend on public transportation. You need to get to and from with your family for work, for leisure, and Greenway Kia West Palm Beach understands that because they are you. They understand, hey, this is our reality. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. You're not going to go wrong with them. In West Palm Beach, off Military Trail, just a bit south of PBI, that's Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Go to GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com, GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com, and have the carbine experience I did, which is a pleasure. Greenway Kia GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. Joe is in Jupiter. Joe, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's going on, Joe? Hey, uh, I'll be quick. Uh, first of all, I'd... I... Sally, do agree the Cowboys are uh, overhyped. Way up there yeah. as far as as far as overhyped. I was thinking about you when uh, when when that text came, yeah. or that tweet came through. Yeah, I was busy. I couldn't call, but I was listening. So yeah, I agree with that. And then on the coaching opening, not only I don't I don't see how there's any question. It, not just because I'm a Mavericks fan, but I mean, Lucas 22. You, you got a superstar yeah. for the next ten or so years as long as we can keep him there. But not only Luca. I think it'd be great to work under Mark Cuban. He's just from everything I've sure, heard. That's true. You know, listen to him talk on the radio. I mean, he's he's just phenomenal. He's so he's just a nice dude, and he's smart. He's, he's loyal. He's loyal to a people. fault at times. I feel like. I mean, you've got two well, two yeah. owners in Dallas sports that are loyal to a fault: uh, Jerry Jones and <laughs> Mark Cuban. Like they just are. Which yeah. you would think, though, those guys have all the money in the world. They are endlessly wealthy, endless power, and those guys are loyal, though. But I. I think, and Coquel, I think, is speaking about, and I'm speaking about in Portland, like, I don't, I don't like butting heads. I don't like confrontation. And I think Luca is so great that inherently confrontation would come with coaching him. So that's why I think Portland, I would feel more comfortable in the hypothetical to take over that job. But any NBA coach, any good NBA coach worth a damn understands that when you have an elite transcendent player, 
you know that you're going to butt heads, and you're fine with that. And that's why I think mm-hmm. that NBA coaches, that Mavericks job is going to be the most sought after of the five that we mentioned. I, I would agree. It's still early. He's 22. He, I mean, he, you know, we don't know that he's going to butt heads, but they're going to, whatever coach comes here, they're going to know that going in. So, I mean, it, it's going to take someone strong and, you know, willing to um, sacrifice a little bit to get everything that Luca can offer. Yeah, so. well, well said. Absolutely. And it was just time. I mean, after you've been with an organization, an NBA head coaching uh, life expectancy is low. It is low. So what Carlisle did to be in that job, double-digit double years like he was, win a championship, that's rare. And sometimes it's just time for a philosophical change. It's also sometimes hard to go back to the same well of motivational things in the same organization. If it's not only, yeah, you may be getting new players, but then the assistant coaches are probably like, oh, I've heard this story before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or I've heard this routine, or we've tried that before. It just sometimes first well, starts good. This is also the why Eric Spolster has lasted as long as he has, is because he, he is a good NBA coach, and I know this because he adapts to personalities and to personnel and can relate with them. They know when they come in that he's going to push them, but he also knows the right buttons to push, which is why you're able to finally get Jimmy Butler into a consistent spot. It's why you can go through some lean years and then come up with a roster like they had last year and go to the NBA Finals. I'd rather have that, the heat culture. Again, even if it's overhyped at times, I'd rather have the heat culture than I would the Sixers with the process where you're in the postseason every year, but you're a second-round exit every year, and there's clear locker room issues, it sounds like, between Doc's comments last night on Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid's comments last night on Ben Simmons. There are some problems there. Oh, poor Ben, he's getting it everywhere. Shaq taking shots. Everyone taking shots at Ben. Do we have time to hear the Shaq or do we need to get out of here? We can listen to it, but you have 15 seconds to react after. Okay, here is Shaq on Ben Simmons last night inside the NBA on TNT. If I play game one and two and I know I'm not helping my team out, what you think I'm going to do in game three? Don't take you seven games to realize that. I don't want to hear that, man. I'm not going with that. So what's your answer tonight? You can't say, it don't take seven games for you to know you are not playing right. Get right. You're not getting double team. Get right. Be aggressive. That's all I want. Just be aggressive. I don't want to hear all that. Stop that. Cut it. Okay. The Atlanta Hawks knocking off the Philadelphia 76ers. One is in my locker room. I would have knocked his ass out. Ninety-six. <laughs> I would have knocked his okay. ass out. No, say, Shaq. He then he then went on to say he would have punched him in the face. <laughs> wow. Well, that that is that is Shaq analysis on Ben Simmons. But it does seem like there's Sixers problems in that locker room. Yeah. Speaking of post game punches in the face, Ken, we got a post show meeting to get to. Are you going to punch me in the face? Oh, I figured you were going to punch me. Sure. we can. Yeah. How about we right. both punch it at the same time? Oh, look at this teamwork makes the dream work, <laughs> baby. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I love you, Devin Booker. We've been live on ESPN 106.3.